Think you know the Brooks Ghost? Think again. Introducing the all-new, better-than-ever Ghost 16. Now with nitrogen-infused cushioning for lightweight, supreme softness that feels good every step, every street, every single day. So go ahead, take your daily joyride in the all-new nitrogen-infused Ghost 16. It'll turn your everyday miles into everyday endorphins. Let's run there. Head to brooksrunning.com to learn more. Yeah, we do. Caller number seven is Sam Rodriguez in Anaheim. Congratulations, Sam. How you feeling today? Hey, I'm doing way better now. Just what's winning with this? I'm super pumped up. Fantastic. So do you know how it works, Sam? You need to give us your Super Bowl prediction, both the teams and the final score for your chance to win a million bucks. Yes. What do you got? Okay, I got I got the 49ers 31 and the Chiefs 24. 31 to 24, the 49ers beat the Chiefs. That's your pick. Yes. All right, Sam Rodriguez from Anaheim. Good luck with your Super Bowl prediction, and thanks for playing Million Dollar Mondays. And just for playing, you win two tickets to SoFi Stadium for a game on December 3rd against the Browns. Million Dollar Mondays on 710 ESPN, presented by Hollywood Park Casino. Eat, drink, play. Good job, Sam. Good luck. That's a good pick. It's all it took. Kind of chalk. One kind of week. Chalk. You, you got to go chalk, right? It took one week, and the Niners are back in the mix. Niners in the mix. You got to pick the. You got to pick the Niners mm-hmm. or the Eagles in the NFC, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, you, I guess you could throw a Dallas or a Detroit in there if you're feeling really frisky. But over the Niners or the Eagles, I don't think okay, so. Okay, if you got to pick one of those two teams to make the Super Bowl, okay, either the Niners. Or the Chiefs. I know separate. They can yeah. play each other. But who do you have more confidence in of, of those Chiefs, two teams? Really? Okay, Mahomes. I would say Niners. They got Mahomes. I think the AFC is... I don't like either one of them to get there. But between those two, the, the Eagles have actually not even played all that well, and they've lost one game. Mm-hmm. Like, they haven't had that game where you're like, oh my gosh, look at that, where they're just trucking people. And the Niners' schedule is about to get very hard. They're about to go into a stretch where they're playing a bunch of good teams, including Philadelphia Philly looks really, really – let me rephrase. AFC, I feel like, is more open. It feels like you could pick seven teams yep. out of the AFC. Now, mm-hmm. The Chiefs are the best bet because of the quarterback. But, but I also feel like the AFC has a lot of frauds. A lot of people that I'm like, I do not trust them. Some Fugazis out there. Okay. The top of the list, Em, is this a fraud or is this a guy that you trust? What about Baltimore and Lamar Jackson? Uh, so I believe that they're good. I don't believe that they're going to the Super Bowl. Who would you pick out of the AFC? I would pick the Chiefs. Me too. Yeah. <laughs> Just going super chalky here, but yeah, Chiefs. Who's I the mean, next best bet, Al? If it's not the Chiefs, is it Baltimore? Is it the Ravens? Uh, yeah. Yeah, I, I think Miami? there's... Miami? Anybody yeah, want Miami? Miami? No, I would take Baltimore over Miami. Bengals? Okay, because we've... Okay. I understand. Bengals have been really bad pick. in the regular season it, this year so far, and they've had good games. But in the playoffs, they are a different okay, who, beast. Okay, who do you trust? This is just in order. Do you trust Baltimore? Yes. I trust them more in than the a lot of these other teams. Season. Yeah. In the postseason. Okay. Do you trust, he has won one game. Do you trust Jacksonville? No. Do you trust Miami? Not really. Do you trust Pittsburgh? Yes. No. Look, I don't either. I don't trust Pittsburgh. Okay, Pittsburgh they're, they're, can only win a game if it's twelve to fifteen. But they keep winning games fifteen to twelve. They keep but doing they're, it. Honestly, I, I'm just getting you. lucky. <laughs> okay, I'm Kenny with you. Pickett There's is luck. not going to go to the Super Bowl. I'm I don't just think saying so that. either. But I like Mike Tomlin. But that's, I like their defense. I like the fact that they make it. It's more ugly. the history of Pittsburgh yeah. and their philosophy. They make a trade. And their philosophy. <laughs> are they six and three? Is that what they are? Yeah, they are six and yeah, three. Six and three is not. Doesn't feel like it's a. Do you trust Cleveland? I trust that defense. 
That okay. defense might be the best defense in the entire okay, game. And then Deshaun Watson, Deshaun Watson yeah. is playing well. After that, look at the teams that you have that's behind them. Texans, I know they're no. kind of coming too, at it. Over. Cincinnati's there. Buffalo's Cin- there. Chargers like three, four steps back of that. So here's the thing. Buffalo, not so much because we've seen enough of that to where it's like, okay, that just doesn't look good. Their defense sucks. But I do love Josh Allen. Joe Burrow is a bad you-know-what, mm-hmm. and he shows up when it matters most. Like that, He's kind of the opposite of what you're talking about with Lamar Jackson. Joey Burrow. Joey Burrow. Put him in a playoff game, and it doesn't matter it where it is. Matter. It doesn't matter what the situation I is. I know He'll- their record's not great, and I know that they kind of let one go yesterday. The fact of the matter is the first four weeks of the season, he was playing on one leg. You can mm-hmm. almost kind of throw that away. Since then, he's when he's been healthy, they've been good. I, I would always bet on that guy, too. He's he's pretty remarkable. And I also again, I think the Chiefs are going to round the form, and they're going to they be might. the Chiefs that they were. Like, if I was going to bet Chiefs for the field in the AFC right now, I'd still take the Chiefs. Is there a reason why on Twitter, you know, to the right, kind of gives suggestions of who to follow? That Taylor Swift continues to be on the right there. I don't follow her. <laughs> Stop telling me to follow her. I don't, don't follow her. Is there? I know she has enough. She has enough. She definitely does. And I don't know if it's they're just. There's got to be a way to. They're like, listening. Make it go away. I you think they're say just, not interested. You can go to the right and then. Yeah. Go I know, but they're listening in, and well, yeah. maybe it's because we're having our conversations. They're like, "Yeah, this idiot talks about her four times a week." <laughs> no, Why is idiot he following listens her? to someone else talk about her four times a week. <laughs> I like how in this scenario you're still the idiot, but you're just listening. <laughs> that to narrative else. didn't change. <laughs> yeah, he's still an idiot. The, the, the idiocy is still in the same. <laughs> place that hasn't changed all that much um austin reeves that's sixth man yeah not a big deal mm-hmm. unless mm-hmm. he wasn't supposed to be your sixth man not a big deal if this is just a you know a, a battle of attrition and guys are going down but austin reeves did not look like himself for the first part of the season austin reeves gets moved to the second unit kind of the, you know to, to lead that he gets the ball in his hands a lot more he's looked a lot better Lakers are two and zero since they've moved him to the bench. Cam Reddish into the the starting lineup. He's had right a couple there. good games. Yep. If this were the first ten games after paying him, and we all kind of agreed, like, okay, he's going to be the third best player on the team. If all those things weren't together, you go, yeah, not a big deal. Is it a big deal? I think, I think it's a big deal for this. I think we all had our vision of what this Lakers team was going to be to start out the year. A lot of optimism of what the team's going to look like. The potential uh, going 10, 11, 12 deep. And then I think the 10 games in, you have the coach at one point questioning the effort of the team. They're making a starting lineup change nine games in. That's the thing, yeah. Okay, so a big deal for those reasons. It doesn't mean it's not the right move. It doesn't mean that's not street. I didn't really see any Laker fans because it came out of nowhere on Friday. I did the pregame show. Pregame show was done, and then they send out the starting lineups, and it's like, what? Nobody had any idea what was going to happen. There was no – I don't think it's a big deal, but I also don't think anybody was complaining that, well, this is BS. How are you taking Austin Reeves out? Why would you take Austin Reeves out? That guy's got to be in the starting lineup. Reeves came off the bench, and it was like, well, try it. I I don't think it was that – it looked good too. It did look good. And yeah, that that's the part. It's like, oh, okay. I'll, t- I'll tell you this about. I think a little bit about Austin Reeves, a little bit about the Lakers team. Okay, um, Reeves is going to be the last person to do something that he thinks would hurt the team. 
He he had quotes in there. He's not happy. He's like, I didn't want to have the conversation. If we're having a conversation about me coming out of the starting lineup, you can call it. It's not a demotion. It's not this. You call that. You're getting taken out of the starting lineup. Yeah, exactly. It means something. If you're play- I'll tell you what wouldn't happen. If he's averaging 18, 5, and 5, he's not coming out of the starting lineup. But he got off to a, a poor start. Lakers are trying some new things. Maybe they need a little bit more size in that position, whatever the reasons were. Reese now comes off the bench. Friday night. He played 35 minutes. Yeah, you know, he's still playing the same amount. So that part is not going to be the issue. I think the the point that you mentioned to start off, is it a big deal or not? Yeah, it's kind of a big deal. Because Austin of how Reeves, little it took eight games before they to say, to let's try something different. Yeah. That, so I, that's I, the I, part I do that's think. interesting to me because his minutes are going to be his minutes. I don't think it's going to affect the amount of minutes. I think he'll be on the court at the end of the game, closing games with LeBron and AD and whoever else may be out there. I think he's part of that closing crew that's inevitable. But it's hard to just go, ah, it's a basket. It's a, it, pretty quick to make because it is drastic. It is maybe drastic's the wrong word. It's very noticeable that when you do that, that if you decide to go in that because. It's the opposite of the progression that we got last year, which is, hey, that Austin Reeves guy's pretty good. He should play a little more. To, hey, you know, he's really playing well. Let's play him a lot more. To, you know, he should be in the starting lineup. To, is he their third best player? To, you better pay him and not let him get away. To, hey, now we're going the other way. He got paid and he's in the starting lineup. And now we're pulling him out of the starting lineup. And it's just the timeline of it all. That we got all the way to the top of the the mountain, and now we're already starting to go back down the other side. Maybe it's just temporary. Maybe they put him back in there. But I was struck by the timing of it much more so than – because it's not a demotion, but it's also not great. It's not good news when they take you out of the starting lineup. That's never something you're looking for. Well, I think you also – you know, listen to the coaches, listen to Darvin Ham after the game. Guys, you know, one of the greatest to ever do it was Manu Ginobili. He came off the bench. I think you're also trying to justify, let's sure. not make any Manu sure. Ginobili, Austin Reeve comps. Like no, that's, we don't need idea. to do that. But I, I think there's going to be sacrifice on this team anyways, because you have 10, 11, 12 guys that can play. Now, if you'd have told me before the season, hey, something's going to happen in the first 10 games. Do you think Austin Reeves is going to get benched after 10 games? Benched as in come off the bench, no longer in the starting lineup? Or do you think D'Angelo Russell is going to be coming off the bench? No question. I'd pick D'Lo. Me too. I would say, yeah, D'Lo, Reeves ain't going anywhere, guys. Reeves is does a little bit of everything. Can you justify why you take Austin Reeves out? So I think for those reasons, and I, I think the main thing that you and I both said, I don't think the world's going to end. I think actually if if it looks better and it makes more sense – if the Lakers are 100% healthy, they got all their guys, and Reeves is coming off the bench, that means your bench is Gabe Vincent, Austin Reeves, Rui Hachimura, Christian Wood, Cam Reddish. That's a really, really good five coming off the bench. Now we just have to kick back, wait, and see, and see if it looks good and how it plays out. Yes, and it's also weird that eight games into the season, they Austin Reeves is out of the starting lineup. Both of those things are true because it, it's so quick. If halfway through the season, Lakers are – Floating around at some point, you just gotta hey, we gotta try something. We gotta light a fire. We gotta we gotta just let's just mix it up and see what happens. That that happened after eight games. Yeah. And to your point, this could very easily be the right move. It looked look, Portland stinks, so it's hard to measure anything. But you beat Phoenix, you won two in a row, you won your first road game of the season. Like at least whatever momentum you can gain in two weeks with him being on uh coming out uh off of the bench, it's like okay, it's two and oh. It's not the you know, it's not the Celtics in the um, you know Denver Nuggets, but it's two and zero is two and zero, and let's see what it looks like. But eight games in, it made you go, 
Huh, that's uh, pretty quick. Did you get a migraine from watching the game on Friday with the purple court? Uh, I'm not kidding. I, I couldn't. I couldn't. I, I, it was the it was the strip of turquoise in the middle of it that, that was, was throwing really, you off. Yeah, they, I think the purple got me. The the tur the suns aren't turquoise. They're purple and orange. They have you know how I know because they've been purple and orange for, for a little, little sixty while. years. Been, They're purple and orange. It's been that color. It's for like a if the bit. if the Lakers had a big stripe of red in the middle of their court, you'd be like, why doesn't go with them? That, they yeah. don't have maybe not, the Bulls. They're not red. Yeah, the right. Bulls, it should be. Sure. That one makes sense. Maybe the Heat, the yeah. Blazers. Sure, like the red teams. Yeah, the red, the red. Yes, the red teams. <laughs> the teams that are yellow and purple shouldn't have red. And the Laker. Time KD had the ball. I'm like, I have a headache. I have a headache watching <laughs> that game on Friday. The Laker uh, play in turn or in season tournament court is the best one I've seen so far because it's guess what color it is. Take their colors. Guess take a guess. The Bulls one wasn't bad. Let's go yellow and let's go purple. Yep. <laughs> Seems like they got that right. Seems like they got that right. More college football corner. Plus, LeBron didn't play last night, and I I don't know how to ask you this question, Slee, but I'm going to ask it anyway. It's okay. coming up next. It's Travis Slee, 710 ESPN. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. Ten seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships. Your skills. Your customer base. How about businesses on Shopify? <laughs> Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash network, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash network now to grow your business. No matter what stage you're in, shopify.com slash network. All right, y'all. Last one here for today, but Colorado lost to Arizona 34 to 31 over the weekend. And they are now at four and six. Mm. Okay, so they have two games left in their schedule, one against Washington State, one against Utah. In order to qualify for a bowl game, you have to get to six wins, okay? So they would have to win out. And again, they could beat Washington State, but the Utah one is one that's going to be very difficult for them to beat. So are you rooting for them to make a bowl game just to see that they do it? Travis? Absolutely. I mean, the the Coach Prime story that was the story of college football for the first four weeks of the season, yeah. right? That they beat TCU, and then they have that— Where their wins kind of came at. R- right, and then they had the great one uh, against Colorado State. Colorado State, State. Was back and double forth. overtime. They gave a, a, a really good run for their money against USC. They got trucked by Oregon, but it was really a, a fun topic. Like, Coach Prime is—at least, I don't know, I'll speak for anybody else. I root for the guy. I really do. I think it's an interesting story. I like that he's 100% comfortable in his own skin. I like Deion Sanders. I'm a fan. But that his team kind of sucks is not a huge surprise. If this was a work in progress, what was the surprise was that they got off to such a good start. Mm-hmm. They don't have much like we talked about with the, the LA Rams. There just comes a point where I don't have enough good players, so I might be able to steal a game here or there, but the deeper you go into the season, the bigger that talent gap is, and that's what Colorado's running into. So college game day won't be at Washington State at 7.30 Unlikely. this upcoming weekend. <laughs> Combine yeah. two wins in conference. Um, 
Yeah, here, here's the disappointing part. I don't think they're going to get there. I don't think they're going to get a bowl game. And they had some games where they they could get close. But this is what this is the part that I think that the storyline was awesome. You appreciate what they did. That Stanford game killed them. That Stanford game, if you remember, that's they when they were up. Point lead. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Even these last couple of games, give them credit. Oregon State, number sixteen in the country, is a one score number, game. Number ten now. Are they number ten now? Yes. Oh yeah, that's right. At that time, yeah. they were sixteen. Yeah. The Arizona game this uh, this past week, thirty four, thirty one, ranked team, Arizona, another ranked team. That this is, that's the part that sucks. They're is because, much better than they were last year. Oh yeah. But the part that sucks is the four in a row that they've lost. They lost that game to Stanford. I wish we were hey, talking about them in a bowl game. I'll, I'll kind of put these two things together really quick. Chip Kelly's got to go. Right, the chip, the chip Kelly experiment, which when they hired him, felt like the right guy. That he's, you know, this, that, and the other thing. He's got a pedigree at Oregon. Fact of the matter is, since Chip Kelly left Oregon, his teams have been bad. They were bad in San Francisco. They were bad in Philadelphia, and they're not very good here at UCLA. They're just, they're just not good. You and we can. He's thirty-three and thirty-three. They lost to a sixteen and a half point underdog by ten points. They've never won a bowl game with Chip Kelly. They're three and four in the Pac-12 this year, despite not playing the two best teams in the league in Oregon and Washington. That they haven't won the league in thirty years. Wow, which is which is remarkable. If you said, "Hey, listen, Deion Sanders is coming to UCLA." Let's go. Deion Sanders could go four and let's say they lose the last two. Four and eight. They hired Deion Sanders. I'd be jumping up and down. I mean, it he sold all the amazing. Rose Bowl. <laughs> yeah, exactly. He won. It's just that is something that I'm very interested in, despite the fact that they're not yeah. winning a bunch of games. Chip Kelly, see you later, buddy. See you later, buddy. So here's what I don't quite can't put my finger on. Okay. Let me start with a definitive statement. The Lakers are not better without LeBron James. Duh, right? Michael Thompson, duh. The Lakers look really different without LeBron James. Right? He didn't play last night. And I get it. Portland's not good. I get it. But it just seems that there's a different – and I don't know if it's just that, hey, he's not coming to the rescue, so everybody else needs to do a little bit more. But it just feels very different when he's not in uniform. What what is that? What am I looking at? I'll tell you. I'll tell you what it is. Um – We've said this. Lakers aren't going to go anywhere unless Braun is available and unless LeBron James is LeBron James. Correct. But I was also excited. This this came out a couple hours before the game started that LeBron wasn't going to play. I'll tell you why I was looking forward to the game because Braun wasn't going to play. Now I get to really kind of see some of these other guys. You said the the it's like the the emergency break or something. Anytime something's not going right, it's like, well, just give the ball to LeBron. Okay, well, he doesn't. You can't do that he's because he's that. not there. Right. How many times have we had this year where LeBron goes to try to take a five-minute breather, Lakers are down three, he comes back in, they're down 11. Mm-hmm. Or they're down six and they're down 14 now, whatever the case is. This team needs to figure out how can we keep the engine going when Braun is A, not playing a game, or B, is just trying to get a breather for a second. Six guys scored in double figures yesterday, Okay which is how it should be. There's there's no one person that's going to replace LeBron. But there's something about we don't have a person we could just – even Anthony Davis on the floor is less of a, a escape valve, even though they're going to go to Anthony Davis. Actually, it was nice seeing that yesterday. I was just going to say. There was yeah, a lot of so moments too. that it was like, okay, we don't really know what to do. How about throw it to the seven-foot guy that has an unbelievable skill set and let him go to work? So I, I think there was – 
I don't know where the offense is going to come from. I don't know who's going to contribute. I don't know who's going to go get the next bucket. Where I think when LeBron's on the floor, it's it's you have a much better they, idea. Here's what I'm looking for, and I don't know if this is even possible. I want them to play like LeBron isn't there in the moments that he is there but not playing, right? In in those no, that five, makes sense. Those five minutes yes. that he takes at the end of the first quarter, or, or the the little three or four minute breathers that he's trying to collect, they need to pretend that he's not coming back into the game. So when he comes back to the game, you didn't dig yourself a deeper hole. Maybe or you go from grew being on, your lead. Maybe, but they they. They are different without him. They're not better, but it, it really – like watching last night, it's like there's a certain amount of, hey, look, we, we got to figure this out because, you know, he's not coming in here to bail us all out. He's not, not going to be able to come us. in here. He's not saving us. And when you know it's not happening, you either are going to fix it or you're not. Whereas if he's there, it's like, well, yeah, okay, he came in. Well, LeBron didn't, you know, go score the last 10 points of the game or whatever, whatever it may be. But it still feels like they're asking him to do that, even when he's sitting on the bench catching his breath. Is it safe to say that it's the only way the team's going to be successful? Is that yeah. some of the stuff that you saw yesterday is what you see when LeBron's not on the floor? Because God bless the Portland Trailblazers, but if they play that game yesterday, let's say that game yesterday was against Minnesota, mm -hmm. who's got off to a really good start, right? and Lakers lose by 15, then we're all saying, yeah, we just got to get Braun back. Hurry up and get Braun back. But I almost want to see them in more challenging games without LeBron for the reason that I'm talking about. The only way you're going to be successful at the end is you have the ability to still be successful yes. when Braun is taking a break. Well, and the other part could be true, too. The Lakers are five and five, and LeBron has only missed the one game, right? Yeah. Okay. So, and and not only in the other nine games he played, he played a lot. There, there's only been a couple of games where he was not playing. You know, thirty-five plus. What's his average? Thirty-five point nine. Was thirty-six? Like I think last right. time we saw. So yeah. let's call it thirty-six. Mm -hmm. If you keep playing him thirty-six minutes a night, he's not going to play in ninety percent of your games. That just seems very unlikely. Right, they, so far he's played in ninety percent of the games at thirty six minutes a game. That doesn't seem like a winning combination. So you're either going to and and you're five and five. So your mediocre results, playing your best player heavy heavy minutes and playing in just about every game in November. In November, so you're gonna right. you're gonna you're gonna have to figure this out as we mm -hmm. get later in the season because he's not going to play in ninety percent of the games. Yeah, he's probably not going to play thirty six minutes a night. And even if he did, we've seen that that's about a five hundred team. It has to get better with everybody else and those games without him, like last night. Again, Portland's not good, but it matters. You got to see at least a step in the right direction. Yeah, and and like I think the Portland thing you're talking about, they didn't have first off they're a rebuilding team. Scoot Henderson didn't play, Anthony Simons didn't play, Robert Williams the third is out for the year, Malcolm Brogdon was out, so they were also missing a lot of guys. But I I, I still think they got this interesting stretch coming up, Trav, where. This week, they should be stacking up some wins. Next week, they should be stacking up some wins. They have Portland again. They have Memphis. They have Utah. They have, like, the bottom of the Western Conference. And I think these are going to be the games where guys like whoever it is, Rui, Cam Reddish, if you want to throw Austin Reeves in there, Christian Wood, start feeling like, hey, even when LeBron's not in, we can have some success. They're going to have to. Yeah, or, they are. or there is no success. Yeah. Yeah. They can either have success without him mm -hmm. or no success. Those are the two options. Because we know what he's going to do. There's not a lot of ambiguity on what LeBron is going to bring to the table. You know exactly what he's going to do. He's going to have yeah. the ball in his hands. He's going to 
be awesome. He's going to make great decisions. He's going to get his buckets. He's going to drop his dimes. We know what he's going to do. What are the rest of you guys going to do? And what are you going to do on the days he's not here? That's what they got to figure out. Where are you on the Cam Reddish stock right now? I didn't know it was available. It is available. <laughs> not right now we are selling Cam Reddish stock. Nope, you can have it. No, you sure? Yeah. Because you can't come back in you a know, week <laughs> and ask I'm for Cam Reddish it. stock. I'm willing to risk it. I mean, LeBron I, knows what he's talking about. Call me crazy. I, yeah. what, what do I know? Yeah. But when a guy's on a new team every year, I go, eh, let's take a look and see what's going on here. Come on, but man. LeBron makes the right play every time. He, I, my concern is not about LeBron. That's not the problem. My, my concern lies with other players. Hot and cold coming up next. It's Travis Lee, 710 ESPN. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21-plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Now, let's talk about the play of the week. The pressure to follow up Hypnotic and Cognac, weighing heavy on the team. Hypnotic was in the cup, blue, and ready for the play. And boom! Añejo Tequila came in with a smooth assist to Hypnotic's tropical fruit finish. Shaken, strained, poured. It was green and good! Playmaking splash shifted the tempo. Another great cocktail from the Hypnotic team. Every season is Hypnotic and Tequila season. Hypnotic Liqueur, Bardstown, Kentucky, 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely. I got distracted just now because I was seeing the Monday Blitz and it was just Mac Jones plays over and over again. <laughs> and that just should not be burned into my eyes anymore. That interception he threw Ugh. that ultimately got him hooked was so bad. about as bad as you'll see an NFL player throw a pass. Ugh, that anyway. was dreadful. He is not neither hot nor cold. But he just who is, sucks. <laughs> who is hot is Tony Bennett. So Tony Bennett is the coach of the University of Virginia basketball team, the men's basketball team, and they were playing Florida over the weekend, and a play happened. So Corey Alexander is the color analyst for ACC Network. He also is a former UVA men's basketball player. So he's from Virginia. He played for the team. He has connections to the university. So he's calling the game for ACC Network. And he sees a play on his screen that the refs don't have the right angle on this replay. That they're going to make a bad call because they don't have the right angle. So he calls the refs over and he's like, hey, look at our screen, look at our screen. And Tony Bennett does not like this. And Tony Bennett is a very mild-mannered man. Like, he is very does not get angry very often. He's a very nice person. But he is yelling at Corey Alexander. So I'm going to play the sound of Corey Alexander talking about this interaction here. We're going to have our, our officials look at this again. Yeah, they're going to come to our side and take a look at the uh, replay that we have that clearly seemed pretty definitive. And, so, and now, now TB's upset with me on this one <laughs> because I'm telling them. So Tony Bennett is now yelling at me from across the court for allowing the officials to know, but the basketball goes out as the right play on the floor. So if the, <laughs> if the point of replay is to get calls right, this is how you should do it. Can I, can I say this? There's a great example of this. End of the game yesterday, Clippers are playing Memphis. Okay. And I'm like, you know, I'm going to throw this game on. And they did one of those replays. And the replay was, who'd the ball go off of? Right, this is the same kind of thing. But, but this, it's irritating for this reason alone. 
Terrence Mann fouled the living you-know-what out of whoever it was on Memphis. Let's just say it's Marcus Smart. Fouled him. Got a rebound. Fouled him. Terrence Mann never touched the ball. All he did was foul the living you-know-what out of... So initially they called it Memphis's ball. They go and do the replay, and because the ball, let's again call it Marcus Smart, goes off Marcus Smart, even though he just got karate chopped in the arm by Terrence Mann, they give the ball to the Clippers, and now Clippers have a chance to win this game. Can we just get it right? So for the coach, Tony Bennett, as you are saying, if that's the right call, then just live with it. If it's the yeah. right call, live with it. I hate replay so in every replay, single then. one of its forms now. I, I've completely come around on this to the point where I let if it can be computer fixed, let's do that. Tennis, in or out. We know instantly. A chip in the ball. A chip in the ball. And we Great. know instantly is the key there. The, the box and the strike zone. Yep. It either went through the box or it didn't. Keep it moving. Right? Let's, let's go. keep it moving. But if we're going to go by the touch to fingernail or off these things, yes, I do like the fact that Tony Bennett was yelling at his. Is it was did he play for Tony Bennett? Or? He did not play for Tony okay. Bennett, but he played for the university. He played at UVA. Yes. So he's not there as a representative of UVA, Tony. He's there as an employee of the ACC network, right? He's in there as to an call employee the game how it should to be. call the game now. He's also not there to officiate the game either. Exactly. <laughs> he's not. But Trav, yeah. if I'm if I'm Tony Bennett, I'm the coach. What was the call? Was it right or wrong? No, no, no. Actually, it was wrong. The the player, it was out, whatever it is. Okay, then that's the call. I'm good. I'm like, not, I, not if I got ratted out by the broadcast team. Yeah, but if, if it's the right call, it's the right call. Yeah. That's the only thing that I'm saying. That was the same thing that I was watching yesterday. It's like, and you're a referee and you're watching the replay. Terrence Mann clearly fouls a dude. You're really going to give the ball to the Clippers? What's the no difference sense. with somebody behind the bench going, hey, I have a phone angle that I was recording when you went by here. Look at this. It's like the referee should referee the game, not the guy calling the game. Well, I, I think then asking the question of why the broadcasters have a better angle <laughs> than the referees, maybe yeah. that's the question. That's, that's a problem in itself. And then um, what's <laughs> the cold. don't get all the info. <laughs> yeah, right. What's cold is Brian, I'm sorry if I pronounced the name. Damaris. Damaris. Uh, for Bally Sports Southwest, he decided to put it out a diss track, essentially, for Ooh. James Harden. And this clip that I'm about to show for you has music put under it that was not on the broadcast, but it makes it sound uh, more like a like a song. So I'm going to play it for you right now. Ask the producer to pipe this into the Clippers locker room so I can talk to you, James. I hope you're taking notes. I'm telling you in advance, you're welcome for the wisdom I'm about to spew. Because, listen, I get on my knees every night and pray for someone to believe in me like Daryl Borey believed in you. You wanted a certain coach, they brought in Mike D'Antoni. You wanted to play a certain style, they played it. You wanted Dwight Howard, they brought him in and got rid of him when you were tired of him. You wanted Chris Paul, they brought him in and got rid of him when you were tired of him. They brought in your old friend Russell Westbrook. You want to go to Vegas on off days? they looked away you wanted the team to stay over so you could go out at night they changed the schedule and it didn't work and you know what you said i'm gonna break up with my woobie not good enough i see the bright lights in new york i want to go there my old pal kevin durant it's gonna work the big three and all after one year you wanted out you realized oh my gosh i took this guy for granted the guy that believed in me i went back with daryl maury they traded ben simmons for you how did they pull that off and you know what you went there and you got a partner who got the MVP. He won the MVP. And what did you say afterwards? You said, they didn't hand me the reins. You're the point guard. You're holding the reins. And what did you do when you had the reins? You scored nine points in game seven against Boston. You blew a 3-2 series lead. So they co they fired their coach. Not good enough. You broke up with the guy believing you again. You said, the bright lights of LA, that's where I want to go. Let's see if that works. Listen, James, have you ever had those friends who had bad roommates? Over and over, they complained about their bad roommates. 
this guy's terrible, the bad roommate here. They never thought to be self-aware enough that they're the bad roommate. They're the problem. Hey, James, you're the problem. If this doesn't work this year in this system with this team, then you're going to go and point fingers at everybody else, and you're going to go back home, and you're going to start swiping right for another team, and there's not going to be anybody left. Because, James, you're not the beard. You're not the system. You're the problem. All right, so mic drop. So that's a minute and 56 seconds long, which is like you, you never play something that long in radio, right? But you had to play it all because there's not a word in that that you would change. There's not one word in that whole thing that's Nothing. either inaccurate, yeah. unfair, yep. or you know, uh, hyperbolic. It's just fact, 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 fact for nearly two minutes yep. about why he sucks. And because and the terrific. beat is amazing. It's terrific. I, I, the beat makes it. Yeah. To be able to, what's his name, uh, M? The, uh, something Brian Damaris. Damaris. Brian Damaris mm-hmm. should win, uh, I don't know if it's an Emmy or a Grammy or something for that because that is a tremendous takedown. Good cold job dis. by you. It's terrific. Who's hot? Who's cold? It's brought to you by NextGen. NextGen, the official AC heat and plumbing company of SoCal sports fans. Call 833-3-NEXTGEN or visit nextgenairandplumbing.com. The Clippers are 0-4 with James Harden. They've lost five games in a row. It's four games, so you know, you're not going to jump up. And, but they have lost four games in a row with James Harden. They lost to Memphis. Memphis stinks. They lost to Memphis. Okay. So I, I, I think what you just said is – you got to think about here's a Clippers team that has, however you want to put it, here's who's on their team. Paul George is on their team. Kawhi Leonard is on their team. Russell Westbrook, James Harden, Avica Zubats, Norman Powell, Terrence Mann. They have a really good team on paper. There's a lot of good players. We'll figure out if, if they're able to mix or not. You went out and made a trade for James Harden. The Philadelphia 76ers are 8-1, and one and they've won eight games in a row. Do you know that? Add that to the Clippers are sitting 0-5 since that trade went down, 0-4 in games that Harden has played in. Listen, I'm not saying that everybody has to be a fan of it. I think we, we you and I at least both agreed, hey, it's worth the risk. What do you got to lose type of thing? 0-4 since he's been here, and the Memphis Grizzlies who had one win before? What what's the timeline before? Because look, Kawhi's not going to say anything because Kawhi doesn't say much about anything. Yeah, Paul George probably won't say anything because Paul George is not you know an inflammatory personality. That's not who he is. Russ might silently fume, but I don't think he's going to say anything necessarily. But clearly, you can't have this group of guys together and not win any games before something has to give. Somebody's got to move. Somebody's got to come in or out of the line. So something has to happen. Like not, it's not it's for different circumstances. But Austin Reeves coming out of the starting lineup was, hey, look, these first eight games don't look good. Let's try something. Yeah. How much longer do they continue to lose games before you say, hey, let's just try something? And and which of those pieces? It's not going to be Zubats who you decide no. to, you know, wear the brunt of this thing. It, it, when does it become a James Harden problem? Because the fact of the matter is, it is a James Harden problem. Everywhere he goes, it's a James Harden problem, and that's why he quits and wants to move somewhere else before everybody else realizes that. Well, I, I will tell you this. I'm going to read a quote from Ty Lue yesterday that let's just say hypothetically it's a James Harden issue. The Clippers are they're all in, and it's I'm not going to be less It's not going to be less James Harden. This is a quote. He said he's doing too much to try to fit in. We had a meeting yesterday, and we said he needs to be James Harden. We have to allow him to be himself. We're going to play through James. So – this is also not a team that's saying, 
We brought you in. You know what? Maybe it's not working. Let's use Harden off ball. Let's do this. No, no, no. It's going to be more James Harden. <laughs> now, now, maybe there's something to that. Maybe it's – I just am watching Paul George looks like a different player, right? Kawhi might have a night where he looks good one night, and then the next night he's not the focal point. You get one basketball. That's it. You get one. So how you distribute that ball and how everybody feels about that ball being distributed is, you, is interesting. You've got to find a way to both build a, a talented roster but also a roster that makes some sense. They've got the talent part down. Kawhi's talented. Paul George is talented. James Harden is talented. Russell Westbrook is interesting because he can do certain things, but I don't know if those things – can you make a meal when you have four of the same ingredients? Like, it doesn't feel like they fit really well together. Yeah. And I know this has been a long time, but... Let's put some chicken in there. Cool. Yeah, put some beef in there. More chi- no, you just um, keep adding more chicken. It's it, it's not even beef. At least this way we're There's making like, a stew. We yeah. got chicken and beef in there. This is just more of the same thing. That when AD and LeBron came together, everybody's like, oh, yeah, that makes a lot of sense. They just, they fit really well together. Paul George and, and Kawhi Leonard came together, you're like, Okay, they're both really good, but they're pretty similar guys. Now you have Harden and Westbrook, who both need to have the ball in their hands a lot to be at the best of what it is that they do. They've got these redundancies that don't make a ton of you sense. You forgot the other version. The other version of, yeah, LeBron and AD worked, and then they tried LeBron, AD, and Russ. Yeah. And it didn't work. Well, right? That there was, <laughs> like you said, a yeah. little bit of the... It's got to make talent, number one. Got to get good players. Yep. Number two, right behind it, is they got it. The pieces have to fit together reasonably well. They don't have to be perfect, but Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, Magic Johnson, and James Worthy were all great players, but they fit together really well. Bird, Parrish, McHale, it fit together. Pippen, Jordan, and you know, pick your third guy, whether it's Horace Grant or Dennis Rodman Kuko, or Steve Kerr. Or yeah. They'd all fit well together. It wasn't where everybody's standing around going, well, you got the ball. I guess I'll just stand over here and do nothing. Shaq and Kobe and then Great. put the role players around them. Absolutely. The dump coming up next. It's Travis Lee, 710 ESPN. So I did a little college prize picks this week, okay. Lee. You can win up to 25 times your money at prize picks. What you do is you pick between two and six players. You go look at their statistical projections, and then you just choose more or less. Are they going to have more passing yards than that? Are they going to have less passing yards than that? I did the Oregon SC game. I took both quarterbacks in that game. I did the game last night, the Jets and the Raiders. Pick both quarterbacks in that game. Two to six players, you can win 25 times your money at prize picks. It is so much fun. You root for guys. You root against guys. Can't remember the last time I had so much fun watching football. All right, it's just you against the numbers. Instead of battling thousands of other players, including pros and sharks, you pick more than or less than that Trav mentioned. Two to six players, stat projections, and watch the winnings roll in. I'm going to throw out the website here real quick. Go to pricepicks.com forward slash 710 and use the promo code 710 for a first deposit match of up to $100. It takes about 60 seconds to submit your entry. I already got my picks in the NBA for tonight. I got more Dennis Schroeder going to score more than 15.5 points. Pascal Siakam going to score more than 21.5 points. That's how easy it is. Use that promo code 710, pricepicks.com forward slash 710 to get that $100 deposit match. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. 
For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. All right, Fifth Row Fridays is back this Lakers season on Mason and Ireland. This week you can win fifth row tickets to Lakers Rockets on Sunday, November 19th. Listen to Mason Island every day. Take some notes on Friday. The fan who calls in and correctly answers five questions will win fifth row Lakers tickets. Lakers Fifth Row Friday is presented by BBGo, the official game day snack of the Los Angeles Lakers. And they got some work to do because they lost to 34 last time against the Rockets. So a little revenge game. Who God, knows? Who would have known? There's a revenge game. Game 13, 14 into the season against, against Houston. Against the Rockets. Yeah, yeah. You can you can have a revenge game yeah. against somebody that matters. You can't have one Show up to the, the arena at two, Laker fans. <laughs> rivalry. Coming after their ass. Yeah, it's the a rivalry. rivalry. Right? Uh, by the way, this just in from Jordan Rodriguez. She says, Sean McVay says the Rams are preparing for and expecting that Matthew Stafford will return this week. And he was able to tr- throw, grip the ball, mm. um, and individuals today. That's really good news. Uh, you and I listened to it this morning, Slee. Uh, uh, Stafford was on with McAfee. Yeah. And he was asked, you know, hey, are you thinking about not playing anymore? You know, are you, or are you going to play until, I think the phrase that McAfee used was, until the wheels come off. And Stafford said, well, I'm not going to play until the wheels come off. They're they're wobbling a little bit right now. And then he talked about, he, you know, he likes to compete. He likes to be around the guys. He likes the city, et cetera, et cetera, about what you would expect him to say. But I think that we're officially in the – Matthew Stafford era of I don't want to say week to week but certainly month to month season to season that mm. we're in we're into that portion of it and look one throw one hit and he's back on the sidelines and here comes Carson Wentz I don't think anybody would be knock you over yeah. with a feather surprised in that if he scenario. was if he was here next year and he I would be surprised if he played all 17 games for sure yeah for sure it's just it's just not where he is in his career and then you start thinking okay because the Rams right now would pick sixth Yep. That they're they're in that spot where if there's a quarterback that they fancy, yeah. They could Daniels. They, you could probably get your hands on somebody Did if you McCarthy? wanted one. There's McCarthy, there's Daniels, there's obviously Caleb Williams, there's Drake May, there's Shadur Sanders. There, but there are is, guys out there. Is the point that whatever Stafford ends up doing, it's not going to influence them of what they do with that with that I pick. I can't imagine it would. Because look, even the most I like the idea of drafting and also sitting a guy for a little bit. Matthew Stafford is not your quarterback three years from now, right? Even probably two years from now feels like, yeah, I don't know. Next year, I'm fairly certain that Matthew Stafford will be your starting quarterback yeah, on agreed. opening day. Mm-hmm. But beyond that, I don't know. And if you when's the look, maybe they're a little better next year. When is the last, when's the last time you're gonna get a chance to pick that high? It may be a while. So quarterbacks we know are the most valuable commodities here, and if you got one that's on the wrong side of thirty-five and gets hurt a lot, you got to try to plug that that hole. I guess the the, the question is going to be the amount of pressure that you have to. No, we got to use this draft pick for something else. We're trying to win right now. Is there is there that kind of pressure, or is it? Let's just think big picture. I think it's the second thing because they had they not won in a really long time. I think you're more 
it's more urgent to try to get something on the board. Say, look, we're finally got Rams fans here know the Rams are good as an organization. Yeah, that it functions. They have good ownership. They have good executives. They have a good head coach, and they're able to put together something that works. Mm-hmm. Charger fans it doesn't feel like that, right? We have to make a splash, but the Rams don't. The Rams have got had enough success since they've come back that you feel pretty good about it. The rest of it, far less so. Robert Sala, the head coach of the Jets, says that they are not changing anything at quarterback or at play caller, uh, saying that he's going to stick with Zach Wilson as his starting quarterback, despite what we saw again last night. Quote, he's actually playing pretty well, is what Robert Sala said. Here's a quick stat for you, Slee. Yeah, I was going to look up his stats as we speak. The New York Jets have not scored a touchdown in their last 36 offensive possessions. 36 offensive possessions. You get about 20 in a game, give or take. Maybe, maybe, no, I'm sorry, about 10 in a game, give or take. About five and a half, right? But he's it's actually playing But he's playing actually pretty well right uh-huh. now. 36 times the offense has had the ball and has what, not punched it into what, the end zone. Because they have such a good defense, they've been a lot of these games, and I know they're 4-5 and five on the season. There was the expectations coming in. What is the reasoning of saying we're not even going to – Think about trying a new quarterback. It's this happened in the first play of the year. It wasn't like you had Zach Wilson on the roster and you thought, okay, we haven't really got a chance to see him. Maybe he's because keep in mind he was the second pick in the draft just a couple of years ago. He, you got a full, basically a full season of him last year, and it doesn't work. You've gotten a third of a season this year, maybe closer to a half. It doesn't work. Josh Dobbs looked pretty good in Minnesota yesterday. <laughs> that looks okay. The Rams went out and said, okay, Brett Rippon doesn't work. Give me Carson Wentz. They did nothing. And they're still in a weird way in the mix, sort of. That's obviously fading quick. David got your uh, your Raiders a win last night, Ireland. Uh, you mean the 2-0 and Raiders under <laughs> yep. the tutelage of Antonio Pierce heading <laughs> yes. back to the Super Bowl? That Raiders. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, we'll, we'll take on anybody now. 36 possessions in a row without a touchdown. And yet, Robert Sala is selling the. Yeah, he's actually that? played. It's standing up for his guy. It's. But you're gonna go, you're gonna lose the other. I was 50 gonna say guys. you're hurting all the other players that don't believe in. Well, that. I'm not so sure Robert Sala is gonna be there next year. Wouldn't you try to salvage it at this point? Like, but just what do you? Throw, what do you, What would you? Okay, I'll put it to the question. Hey, Robert, are you just gonna keep going to Zach Wilson? Who's there? Is it uh, Trevor Simeon? I think is their next guy. Yeah. I, at some point, you gotta just try it. Problem. The, right. You the gotta problem try was something different. Problem was. Aaron Rodgers got hurt so early on. And he's on. taking up a ton of their caps. But he got hurt so early on that Tim Boyle, by the way. you felt Tim like, Boyle. okay, after week two, after week four, after week five, like you're at a point now where maybe they're just to, – To your point, John, as Tim Boyle, Trevor Simeon, can it be any worse? I will – I'll say what I say about the Lakers. If, if LeBron and AD, if either one of them are out, all bets are off if they're going to win that game mm-hmm. because we're a very top-heavy roster. If the, Ram- the Rams, I think, looked at quarterback and said, if we have Matthew Stafford and he's healthy, we got a chance to beat anybody. But we're not going to spend any money on a backup quarterback because we're if not winning not if we there. don't have Matthew yeah. Stafford anyway. I think that's the way the Jets are looking at it. The Texans won a better, yes, uh, a B-E-T-T-O-R, Betor, $5.5 million a, playoff, uh, a parlay. Here are the four legs of it. Texans needed to beat the Bengals, which they did in overtime. It's a bold pick. The Texans-Bengals had to go over 44 and a half, which it did. 
The Texan running back Devin Singletary needed to score a touchdown, which he did, and Singletary needed to go over 51 and a half rushing yards. Four for four. Jeez. What was his million bucks. What was his initial investment? Do we know the answer to that, M? What his initial I can find it. But to hit four legs of a parlay. Yeah, because four legs of a parlay is normally 11 to one. Parlay. So he. Half a mil? He probably had to throw a bunch of money down on that to it make was, it work. It looked like it was Five hundred thousand dollars he yeah. put on. I could it. only yeah, help. That's, that's, that's five hundred thousand. I'm not risking. If you're throwing five hundred grand on that, can you tell me how much this guy has lost in other bets? <laughs> well, my not, gosh, not yesterday, Slee. Yesterday, yesterday he got five and a half million dollars richer. Jorge, let's do a little super cross stuff. Woo 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 woo! Sliwa is our last hope, Ireland, and Juan Mason's partner. Oh yes, oh, still that's right. Still Juan is still in it. Those are the only two guys I know that are still alive. You went out. Mason went out. Kate's went out. Bergman went out. Did you go out yesterday? I went out two weeks ago. Two weeks ago. Yeah, Mason's mom went out last week. Who clipped you? Who who, who yeah, broke I was your heart? Game. Buffalo. Buffalo. They were supposed to. They had a game that that they oh, were that heavily the... favored in and mm-hmm. blew it in the end. And um, although I, well. Slee, it's down to 10. Do you have good teams left, or have you used most of your good teams? Used most. I think we saw. and He's I gotta, got, He hasn't used the Lions yet, and they play the Bears in Detroit this week. Oh, there you go. Yeah. So you got one yeah, more. I think you got a chance to go another week. That's the that, one. That is a that I would. If you make it to the final four, they'll ask you if you want to chop. That Trav, that happened to you last year, right? It did, and I kept saying yes, but somebody else in the final four kept saying no. Right, and a that's right. A seldom used rule where we all lost on the exact same week meant it was an auto and, and chop. And they said we're done with it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we're just we're paying done. out all of you done. guys. Would you take a, a percentage, Lee? Um. So same situation that you were in. Three of us and two of them said, hey, let's... Everybody's got to unanimously agree. Yeah, if one person says they don't want to chop, you don't chop. If they both wanted to chop, I'm okay with chopping. You should be okay with chopping no matter what. Um, Just because... This was a $25 investment, yeah. and you're laughing if you It was you 130, get, I think 130 entries. Yeah, you're laughing if you get paid anything. Uh, but, but good for you that you're still alive. It's, who, who knocked you out, Trav? Yesterday, Cincinnati. Everybody. Ma- that knocked Mason out, too, right? Yeah. And Bergman and Kate. And boy, and boy dropped, dropped a, a touchdown that, that would have probably won the game. Because they would have been up four with about 90 seconds left. Who knows? But it would have been better than going OT. All right, so let me ask you guys your advice on something. I'm in a confidence pool. Okay. There's 30 people in it. All right, so here's how a confidence pool works. There were 14 games this week, so you rank. Like, the team you feel the best about, you give them a 14. I gave the Bengals a 13. Ooh. And they right, But everybody in the pool, all 30 of us, took the Bengals. Yeah, and that's so, why you can live with it. Right, but here's my dilemma. The top two places get paid. The top guy gets paid a weekly win fee, and second place guy gets paid a weekly win fee, and everybody else below that, Where are you, you just currently? pile up the points. Third or fourth? I'm fourth. Okay, yeah. All right. I know what you're going to ask. Go ahead. I have Buffalo tonight, and I have 12 on Buffalo. But I don't get to see until the game starts what the three people ahead of me picked, but I know they picked Buffalo. Okay. They played the Broncos? Yes. Yeah. If I take the Broncos, I have a chance to- change your pick? I can, right up until kickoff. Okay. If I take the Broncos, I have a chance to steal the whole thing. If I don't, I'll probably sink to about 15th because everybody's taken Buffalo. And Buffalo, I don't know if I want to. How give many up. points out of the money are you? Like, are you a ways away? Oh yeah. Oh, then you got to do it. Uh, but I don't think Denver has a chance. Do you? The game's in, look this up, Slee. The okay. game's in Buffalo, right? Okay. Here, here's why they have a chance. Since they gave up seventy to Miami, yeah, they've actually been decent. And the Bills have been struggling, but I Bills don't, have been struggling. I don't think the Bills are going to lay an egg. And here's the other thing, you know, 
people that are two and three are thinking the exact same way I am. Yeah. They're thinking, okay, my only chance to jump into the money yeah. is to switch and take Denver. So I could outsmart myself here. We all four of us could outsmart ourselves and take Denver. Yeah, it's in Buffalo. You got eight weeks left, right? Does it go through the end of the season? Yeah. You got eight. You don't have to do crazy stuff yet. Let let it play out. Okay. Right? So they're, just they're, stick with Buffalo and I, ride it. Whatever you think that the right pick is today. I think, I think Buffalo wins the game. Yeah, I, I do too. But if you get down to the last three or four weeks and you got to make wild yeah. swings. Yeah, that, you're right. That's what I'll yeah. do. I'll just start goofing around in the last month. Yeah, take a game. Because there's, what, pick, seven, eight weeks left? Yeah, there's there's eight weeks left. And take a couple of those pick em games and put them at your 16s and 15s. Right. And, and, and hope she, you get them right. And see if you get lucky. Yeah, yeah Lions will be my pick. Yeah. I just I had to make sure that I haven't picked them. I've not picked them. Is this and the, I think most other people I, I know I picked them early mm-hmm. in the year. So is, is this the official end of Mason's work streak? Is Friday. The, it was Friday. Oh, he didn't work Friday yeah, either. Okay. Yeah. All right. Yeah. And who knows how long he'll stay out. I mean <laughs> Is he, this a scheduled day off or is he ill? Yes. No. He but He went fifty plus. Fifty eight straight shows without missing one for which for him is extraordinary. I fear we may not see him again until after Thanksgiving. <laughs> he says he's coming in tomorrow. Jorge, is he coming in tomorrow? Do you think? Hell no. Yeah, I don't. I'm not betting on it. Um, so you know, we'll see when he shows up again. I tried selling Travis that you guys are doing the fifth row Fridays, and yeah. it's the game against the I Rockets. Met the, yeah, I met the winners last night. The, the the winners of fifth row Friday are so appreciative. It's oh, so of fun. It's so fun meeting them. Last night was a guy who brought his son, mm-hmm. his young son, and they were right down there near the court. It was really cool. They probably love waving back to you and Michael. Like, yes, oh, how are those seats up there? Better better seats how is us. that up there? They have much better seats than anybody <laughs> at 710. Yeah. But we were talking about Lakers got the Rockets for that game, the game that you guys are going to be giving away. I tried selling Trav that it's not only a rivalry game, but it's a payback game. <laughs> How's it a down, rivalry game? Because they lost by 34, and I was encouraging Laker fans to come at 2 o'clock. 34 with no AD. 2 o'clock for that game, and just really, you know, just think of the environment that it's going to be for Lakers-Rockets. <laughs> well, that was before Cam Reddish was reborn. Damn right. Now that Cam Reddish has been reborn, Damn we're right. taking those guys down. Am, am, am I just being a, 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 yes. a, yes. a, a hater by yeah. now? Not jumping onto the Cam Reddish train. Yeah, quite of yet. course you are. <laughs> I was when he missed that shot in Miami. I was sending texts to you know, I just goofing around, sending texts to my friends saying, "Okay, we're uh, we're on to Houston. I just got to convince Cam Reddish to stop shooting threes." <laughs> sure enough, two games later in Phoenix, he hits the three that wins the game. Yep, th- it's I'm five gonna, threes that game. I'm not going to tell anybody to stop shooting anything. I'm just going <laughs> to shut up and do my job. How big of a deal is it that Austin Reeves is out of the starting five? Not as long as they win. Yeah, you know they're two and zero since they started doing it. And I know, like, I probably know Austin as well as I know anybody in the team, him and D'Angelo Russell. And Austin doesn't care as long as they win. He really doesn't. I know, I heard you guys talking about this, and I know you were saying that it is something and it's kind of a big it, it, deal. It, it's not I the trust something if of they, it all. It's the timing of it. Yeah. That, that it happened eight games into the season, I think. Is Reeves it. won't make it a big deal. No, I don't think it's a big it's, deal It's for just him. the idea that. I, I can assure you that as long as they win, sure. he doesn't care. If they start losing, he may go back to Darwin and go, hey, put me back in in the beginning, and then Darwin will have a decision to make. But um, I've seen, like, I remember this with Lamar Odom when Phil Jackson was our coach, and Phil had to go to Lamar and tell him, hey, I'm going to bring you off the bench. Lamar's like, Phil, I was the second player picked in the draft. I've been an all-star. I, I don't deserve this. This is This is not only embarrassing, but it's demeaning. And Phil went, well, you're talking to a guy who – played behind Dave DeBusher and Bradley and Bill Bradley and Willis Reed and I had a great career and it's because we won 
And Phil talked Lamar into doing it. Mm. And Lamar, in the first year they did it, won six man of the year and the Lakers won the title. And he never cared after that about it. Um, I know Darvin threw out Manu Ginobili. Another great example is Andre Iguodala. Mm-hmm. Oh, through yeah. the whole Warriors oh, yeah. championship run, which started in 2014. Do you guys even remember when Steve Kerr got that job? Okay, remember they fired Mark Jackson because everybody in the building hated him. <laughs> and, uh, and uh, like, Mark decided to make it, like, he, he decided to tell all the players, it's us against the world. Right. It's us against everybody in the building. It's us against you. <laughs> and when Jerry West came to practice, Mark said, what are you doing here? Get the F out. You know, yeah. that kind of thing. I don't know if he said F. But the um, – so they bring in Steve Kerr. And do you remember – do you guys off – you know, they had Curry, they had Clay, they had Draymond, they had all these guys. Do you remember who the highest paid player on that team was? Was it Draymond – or uh, uh, Iguodala? Nope. It was a guard. Double-double David Lee. Was the oh, highest paid David player Lee. on sure. that team? Also, oh, Monte. Also. And uh, David Lee was the highest paid player. Was the starting four, and he got hurt for a couple of weeks. And they put Draymond in there for him because they needed to put somebody in there. And Steve Kerr had to go to David Lee after those two weeks and say, "Hey, man, we're playing as good as we've played since I got here, and I'm not taking Draymond out of the starting lineup. I'm going to bring you off the bench." And David Lee said to Kerr, and Kerr still talks about this to this day. He said, Coach, as long as we win, I don't care. And he said the same thing to Iguodala. When they got Iguodala, who had been an all-star in Philadelphia yeah. and an all-star in Denver, and he went to Iguodala and he said, he said, Andre, I can't start you. I've got all these people, you know, starting. And, you know, I have Kevin Durant and Draymond Green, and you're not tall enough to play center, so I got to, you know, I got to play Kevon Looney, and I'm not going to take Stephen Clay. I got to bring you off the bench. And – Iguodala said to Kerr, Coach, I don't care as long as we win. If we start losing, I'm going to be on you about putting me in the lineup. And they went on a run and win. Players don't care as long as you win. Michael's told me that story before, too. Michael was the number one pick in the draft, Mm -hmm. the whole draft. Gets traded to the Lakers, and he's on a team that has like – AC Green and Kurt Rambis and you know guys like that and Worthy and and hi Momo, hey. um, and they told Jerry West told Michael from the get go you're not going to start but you're going to play a lot and you're going to help us and Michael said Jerry as long as we win you won't hear a word from me players care about winning and, and they're going to get I mean Reeves in the first game on Friday played 35 minutes yeah and he's been out there in the fourth quarter and he's and been I, making was, big shots i was gonna say and michael says the same thing too of it's not whether you start the game are you finishing the game right that's if you well, ask any player don't they want to be in in the most crucial think about time everybody the game? i just brought up at the end of games lamar odin was in there sure at the end of games ginobili ginobili was in there at sure. the end of games andre guadala was in there and none of those guys were starters so how many guys still have the initial reaction that Lamar had when you were talking about like that Phil Jackson went to him. He's like, no, 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 that's not, it well, had to be explained. I can him. tell you for a fact that Austin didn't love this. Yeah. Um, Lamar but, didn't love it. Right. Lamar fought it. And Austin told Darvin, you know, look, you're the coach and I'll do whatever you want, but I'm going to try and work my way back into the starting lineup. And Darvin said, just trust me on this and let's see where it goes. And they're two and zero. Oh. And by the way, this is coming for the Clippers. What do you mean, John? I wanted to get to this because one of those two guys who are both extremely prideful are going to, Ty Lue is going to have to say to either Russ or Harden, look, we're going to stagger you guys. 
and one of you guys is not going to start. And I, you know me, I love Russ. He's like oh, it's an easy one. He's going to hate it. And it may, they may even Momo, they may even say it to James. They, they may, might. They might go to James and say, "Look, we were playing better before you got here. We're going to bring you off the bench and have you on the second." And those guys are going to hate it, but they can't keep doing this. And Owen, and, they've lost five in a row, four in a row with Harden. And they lost to Memphis last yeah, night. Yeah, I texted well, Ramona first, yesterday, and I said, if they don't do something, I think they're going to fire Ty. Now, you disagree, I right? Said, absolutely not. They will not fire Ty Lue. He's one of the best coaches in the NBA, and it's not his fault. Okay. Whose fault is it? But do you agree I with me that players. they've got to talk to those two guys? Yeah, and- it's going to be one or the other. And I, I agree with you on that, that I don't know who it'll be. In the Lakers' case, I think they had a choice. You either have D'Lo come off the bench or you have Reeves come off the bench because they clearly needed a better point-of-attack defender. They need somebody who can – you know, do what Cam Reddish has done, right? Right. It might be Vanderbilt when he's back in there. Yep. Okay. Um, so the, one of those guys has to come off the bench. We already know it didn't go well when D'Lo came off the bench. Right. Right. He was upset and didn't play well and he was, you know, pouting. Uh, Reeves took it. I mean, I don't, you, as you say, he wasn't happy about it. Right. But, but he, the, he, the thing he, he did said, it last year. He, the thing he said to me, and I know he said this to Darvin, is as long as we win, I don't care. Yeah. Who, who's, you know. Go back to the clips for a second. Who's the person in the locker room? Not not the coach, the player. Okay. Who's the person that everyone listens to? Russell that, Westbrook. Russell Westbrook is because the Russ is the one doing He's all the, the alpha. talking. Okay. Yeah. Let me let me let me give you the like yeah. personality breakdown because we only have a couple of minutes before you guys like to leave, right? <laughs> twelve so, seconds to be precise. <laughs> I thought make was, your point and okay. tell in twelve seconds. <laughs> Russ is the alpha. Paul George is too nice. James Harden just got there and doesn't want to ruffle feathers, and Kawhi doesn't say anything. There you go. Twelve seconds. That's pretty good. That was but, a, that was brilliant. So was... Can it, if <laughs> if it's the guy that is the leader, that is the alpha, that does do the talking, can he be the one that has to go sit down, or does he need to be the one that's still in the lineup? I think he stays in the lineup. I think Harden is the. I and agree it's with crazy you because Harden is the guy that Tyloo basically said, "You say you're the system, go be the system," hmm. and everybody else is trying to be like he's the new son, and you're gonna revolve around him, and he's great when you know how to revolve around him. Except for but, the son can't quit. <laughs> right, and well, here's Look, a lot of he cloudy days. He did all days. the right things yesterday. He sat on the bench during the fourth quarter, mm-hmm. and then the second he came back in, he hit a big three for them. I thought that was a really big moment for them. The next time, I don't know, was it blocked or did he hit a air ball? I don't know. Right, but he stood there in his locker. He answered questions afterwards. I walked out with him, and he he was forthright, and he wasn't running from it yet. W- would you be shocked if Russ said? No, I'll come off the bench. Like you said, he's the vocal leader. He's this, he's that. What if he's the one that takes the initiative? Like, hey, let's try would something different. Would you be different. shocked if I said, I would like to change my name to, to, to yeah. Tabitha? I can, see, I can tell you, as somebody who's been a Russell Westbrook <laughs> fan for yeah. his whole career, There's, that is not happening. No every way. I mean, come <laughs> on. Is, no at this the, stage of his no career, way. he's on a minimum one-year deal. See if I have this right. The guy that's acted the same way every day for his yeah. entire life will not act differently tomorrow. <laughs> yeah, it is, that, it, right? it, it, it is not happening. <laughs> he may he may come out and say oh, all the right things, mm-hmm. but he is the most. Com- oh, I don't even think he'll say the right things. <laughs> he is sleep. He is the most competitive yeah. athlete I have ever covered. He yeah. has Kobe Jordan level competitiveness. Yeah. If you put Russell Westbrook on a lie detector and said, "We got one shot to save the world." Yep. And either you, Harden, Kawhi, Paul George, or Terrence Mann can take it. Russ would say, "Give me the ball." He say Zubats. He give me the ball. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's that guy. So, but but that's why you pay Ty Lue five million dollars. Sure, he's got to make a hard Doesn't decision. Doesn't he make more than that? Is that Ty? what he makes? 
Yeah, I think so. I think no. I think they he, gave he him. Should, he should get a raise. Five, five. <laughs> I mean, like Monty Williams five. is making thirteen. Take yeah. some of the fish. Maybe they're giving him six. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Super Crosstalks brought to you by In and Out Burger. In and Out. That's what a hamburger is all about. We'll see you tomorrow.